Welcome to episode four of Behind the Membership. In this episode, I'm talking with John Tuggle from Learning Guitar Now. And John has actually had his online business for over 10 years now. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how he went from selling DVDs, books and courses to an online membership model. We also have a great discussion about some of the challenges in running a membership site, including content creation and how to deal with ill health when you're running a membership. John has a huge amount of information to share, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Welcome, John, and thanks for joining me on the show today. Your membership site is called Learning Guitar Now, and you teach people to play blues guitar. Can you tell us a little bit more about the membership and what it offers, who it's for? Sure. Hey, Kelly. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure to be here. It's been learned so much from you guys. But uh, yes, yeah, so I run a site called Learning Guitar Now, and it's all about learning how to play blues guitar. So instead of focusing on beginner guitar or you know all those different genres of guitar, I just focus on blues and slide guitar. And been doing this for for a while now. It's been almost ten years. I've been doing you know selling guitar lessons on, online. So it's been. It's been really awesome doing the whole thing. Ten years, that's, that's an impressive innings. It's been a lot of ups, and a lot of downs, and a lot of good times, and a lot of stressful times, but overall, I would never want to do anything else. It's been so, <laughs> so awesome running it. Awesome. So has the focus always been so niche down to like blues guitar in particular, or did that kind of evolve over time? Uh, it really has, because you know, I've been teaching private lessons since I was around 20 or 21 years old, so for a long time. And I got the idea to, I want to see how to teach more students, because you can only have a certain amount of students uh, when you teach private one-on-one. There's only so many hours a day, and then people work, and then people go to school. So I was like, I'm going to write a guitar book. And so back in 2006, I had that idea. And so I spent about a year putting this book together and I was going to sell books so that was the initial plan and uh, I launched it in 2007 and it completely bombed I didn't really sell any books I think I sold well I felt awesome because I sold one ebook on my uh, site back in 2007 that's when learning guitar now actually started and uh, it was an amazing feeling just to sell that book for like like $20 I had to ship it out whatnot. but uh, you know I didn't sell another one I didn't sell anything for like over a year after that. So it was kind of like a, a complete uh, letdown in the beginning. So that's kind of how it all started. And then I moved to video. And so when I started and I did the ebook, it was all about uh, beginner guitar. That's what the book was. Um, it's only about beginners because I taught tons of beginner, beginner guitars lessons. And uh, that's what I thought people would want to see. And while that is true, I found that what I really had a passion for was playing slide guitar. So when I decided to revamp the site and re-put it out in uh, 2008, uh, January, I said, I'm just going to go all in for what exactly I want to do. And I didn't really see much, many people doing uh, slide guitar out there, like Dwayne Allman or something, Derek Trucks. So I made a DVD of how to play like Dwayne Allman, Derek Truck style slide guitar. And that, that is what um, I'm really passionate about. And that so happens what was really successful. So it was kind of like, that's what I've always really enjoyed playing for many years. And then after a while, I was like, well, forget what you know people say, what people think I should do. I'm just going to do what I want to do, what I feel I'm passionate about. And that has led to me doing this thing for a living. It's about what I stayed with beginner guitar videos. I mean, I probably wouldn't be doing this, be doing this right now because there's billions of guitar lessons for beginners, and anyone can teach that. It's not really that difficult. So I feel like I had a niche of how, or my specific method of how to teach slide and blues guitar, and that's kind of how it all came about. Awesome. Yeah, I love that you, you've got that particular niche because as you said, there's so many other guitar sites out there, especially now when there probably would have been quite a lot back then as well. But yeah. having that kind of very particular style and, and things really makes you, you stand out in the marketplace there. And as you said, you know, are you doing this full time now? Uh, about when I first started in 2008. Uh, well, I was doing it 
in 2008, I had a separate part-time job, but I was also teaching 50 kids a week for high schoolers, teenagers, and some adults. So I had 50 private lessons and also played in a wedding band. And I played that uh, every weekend. I mean, I played in numerous bands, but at that point in time, I only want to play in a band that's going to bring in some money. So I did, uh, had the wedding band going, about 40 to 50 students a week, you know, for years. And then I had this uh, other part-time job that when I started the, when I relaunched Learning Guitar Now, second time in January of 2008, I quit that other part-time job and just did those three things. And then a year, let's see, about six months into that, got rid of all the uh, private lessons. And in 2010, about June or July, somewhere in there, uh, 2010, I quit that wedding band. And so I've been doing this full time for seven years. That's awesome. But it was fun. Like it was hard to transition out of like teaching that many students and playing uh, all those gigs because that was a significant, that was about half my income. So what I decided to do was like, I'm going to be done with uh, doing this because I was just really tired. And I don't have any free time on the weekends because I have to play almost every single, you know, Saturday, sometimes Fridays. And then there's practice involved. And then I'm running the website from seven in the morning till three in the afternoon. And I'm teaching to like four to seven or seven thirty at night. It's like, I'm tired. <laughs> this is like too much. I just want to do one thing now. And so I dropped those two things and I about doubled my sales after I did that. Cause I had more time to focus on what I was doing. And the beginning is like, it was all about, I need to create a lot of content. Cause I mean, having one DVD, I mean, for most people, I'm not going to sell like thousands upon thousands. It's all about building a library of content people can buy. So that's what my main focus was. And also I had a lot of ideas I wanted to get out there. So I had like one DVD and then I had like plans for like, you know, a second DVD, a third, four, five, and six. And then I went to blues guitar and I was going to do one, two, three, four, five, and six. And then I was going to do like, um, well, I did. Uh, these play-like series or lessons in the style of artists. So I was like, well, if I want to do all that, I got to have more time. And so that's kind of why I quit all that in 2010, kind of went all in completely. And so it's been going awesome ever since then. Awesome. So you started with the, the DVDs and the individual courses. When did you bring the membership element into things? The membership came in and let's see, I believe it was November of 2014. So about two and a half years now, I've been doing the membership site. And uh, the thing about doing DVDs and downloads was like, I could have an amazing month if I brought, came out with a new DVD. And then it would sales could be, you know, kind of slow the next month, slower than what I needed them to be. You always have like ups and downs, but it was always like, you know, I'd have a come out with a DVD or two and it would be great sales but the next month would be like okay i make half the month i made the last month so it was so varied in sales when you're doing or when i did dvds and downloads so that was the idea with the membership side it's like the only way to really have a steady reoccurring income is to have reoccurring you know in, income that's guaranteed for the most part and start working on getting subscribers yeah. So that was one of the ideas. That was one of the main ideas behind it. Also, I felt like you could learn better if you have a membership site because it's like when you learn guitar, there's so many things you have to learn. So if you buy one DVD, then how do you reference uh, DVD six from DVD three and DVD three to DVD four and four to one and reference? You have to have all of them, but then you can the user experience is awful. Because you have to pop in the DVD three, then go to the DVD six, pop it in, fast forward. Membership site, you can go instantly to everything. And so that's kind of been my plan. You can just make the learning experience so awesome with it online. You just jump to any place in a, any lesson, uh, anywhere. So that, I thought that was really sweet idea. <laughs> but I, I wanted to do that since 2008, but it really wasn't possible. Uh, for me to like put all that technology together is just too much stuff to configure. And it was kind of clunky back then. Yeah. And I think with, with your kind of topic, you, you need kind of a good amount of base courses as well to, to start that yeah. membership with, I think, um, in order to get the most yeah. value. Are you still selling the individual courses as well? Or is the focus entirely on the membership now? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much I focus on the membership side, but I still sell the courses as individual downloads. Not all of them, but some of them, the most popular ones. And uh, I've tested it to where I just went membership only for, I don't know, three weeks or so and didn't really have any more people sign up than normal. So almost like seems now if I have a course and it has like a price and people can see, like I can buy all these and it's going to cost thousands of dollars. I don't know. At this point, it seems like it's at some point I might remove the downloads, but right now it seems like people, it doesn't really matter to them. So um, I would say downloads are probably about 25% of my income now. Okay. So the membership still makes up the majority. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of the income coming in now is predominantly uh, membership, you know, and if I have like an off month, it's nowhere near as low as it was in the past. And that's because, you know, you keep getting the monthly members. And so uh, that's, that's the main focus. If I need to make, you know, some quick money, I can just release a download if I want. I'm, it's kind of nice having both options really right now. So uh, until I get a certain amount of monthly members that I feel really, really comfortable with, um, I'll probably just keep selling the downloads. Because right now, like I tested, it didn't really have any impact, any impact in getting more members. Yeah. So I thought it would. I thought if I removed downloads, now I might be like double the members. But uh, it didn't really work like that. I got about the same amount. So I was like, well, might as well uh, keep selling the downloads and take the money. Yeah, I think you're always going to have have some people that prefer that just kind of one off payment download also the content. Some people lived out in the country, and um, they didn't really have the greatest internet access, but they could download the lessons. But streaming them uh, was harder. But I think in the future that's going to change because the lowest internet access is going to be pretty decent. I think five ten years from now, five ten years from now, like your phone will be able to stream probably four K. Easy. Yeah. Like over like whatever, 4G, whatever you want to call it, how many years from now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how technology changes the future of membership sites, I think. Definitely. Yeah, because there's just so, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do now because of technology. I mean, I can record a three-hour lesson and upload that thing in, in different segments and pieces, and it can be brought to you in you know, 60p fairly quickly you know back in 2009 it would take seven hours to upload one one download and then it would fail and then you have to strike in so nowadays it's just insane what you can do with the fiber and all that stuff people can get like video instantly on their phone or whatever you know it's become it's everywhere now so it's really awesome for membership site owners i think because video was hard in 2008 2009 yeah. So is the the amount, uh, the majority of your content, is that video based then that you're creating now? Yeah, I, I pretty much do all video stuff. I, did, I used to write blog posts a pretty good amount, but these days I find that like people enjoy the videos more. I do think that blog posts are helpful, but people just want to see the video, really. And you can supplement it with a blog post. We usually, I just do a lot of free lessons instead of like writing a piece. But I've moved all like the written stuff that I want to do to the forum. And so people have questions and I'll just write in the forum, you know, answers to, you know, multiple questions about course. And that's another thing about having a membership site, having a forum available. When people have a question about a course, you can instantly answer them. And that can be searchable. And that, that is huge for me because I have like people answer ask a lot of questions about all these kind of technical things and then concepts about lessons. And so I find I get less and less email that more people ask questions in the forum because then it's just searchable. And that's kind of what I'm shooting for is people asking all these questions and then a new member joins, they search the forum, they can find everything. And that's happened in the last year or so, especially since I started using IP more more. Uh, it's just a really robust platform and the search is amazing. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we get a lot of members on our site as well who, who actually do search before, yeah. you know, before they actually ask something and, you know, you don't necessarily get that a lot of the time with other kinds of forums where people actually proactively use the search. In the future, it'll make my life so much more easier when, you know, there's just so many questions have been answered. Yeah. To me, it's just in more content and the membership site. 
uh, people really want to see because if people see other people asking the question and it's answered, that makes them feel good about, I think, what they purchased. It's like, oh, I'm going to get some attention. Yeah, definitely. I think so. And do you find that a lot of your members do make use of the community? They do. I think I can keep getting more people to use it. You know, the more that I like ask questions about things and more that I engage with people, the more people use it. So it's always a trade-off of like creating content versus trying to build the forum and trying to market the website and doing everything just takes a lot of time. So it's kind of choosing your battle, but trying to have a plan that is, you know, every week that I go through and do is, you know, what I try to do. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I'll get into like a course and I really want to get it going. And once I get wrapped into that, it's hard to change brains sometimes, but you know, learn how to do it. Yeah, I, I tend to, when I'm creating courses, tend to block out kind of the week just for the course because I know once I'm in that zone of of creating the the content, yeah. it's easier to just kind of stay in that and uh, keep going. Yeah, once you get into that mindset of creativity, like I don't ever want to leave that because that's what brings in the most members, I think, is uh, the new lessons and then the new ideas about teaching. And, and when I'm creating something, I get really into it. It's you know, if you go to something different, then you can forget where you're at and it's hard to get back here. Yeah. So definitely. having some time carved out for just creating stuff and then not having any interruptions seems to, that that will happen more often. Because if I'm scouring the site, you know, watching uh, people on the site or what just analytics can drive you insane after a while if you look at them too much. Yeah. But it's really exciting to see, you know, what's going on, what you're doing. You want to analyze it. But then... At the end of the day, you've got to create something eventually because I think that's what keeps members uh, in there. They always want to see something new, even if it's not like a ton. That's what I found. Even if it's not a ton of content you're creating, it could be one five-minute lesson. But if it's new, people are like, ah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned before that you put out free lessons as well. So are they from from the courses that you're creating or are these lessons that you create? Yeah, they're about uh, half of them or just – little tidbits from all the courses I've created. And then the other half are from my video podcast. And I'll put out usually once, maybe twice a month, depending on how much time I have. And those are just straight out free lessons, not associated with any course. And those are have upgrades for the membership site. So if you're a member, you'll get the tab, the music, the backing track. And there's like the interactive video connected to the music as well. And so you'll get all these extra features. And that also helps bring in new members as well. Because when I put out those little lessons and, you know, advertise it, like if you want all the extras, then you can join the membership site. So I'll spend some time doing that every month. And that, that brings in more members as well. Yeah, I love that approach of kind of having that little bit extra on your free content for your members. I think that works yeah. really well, especially with a topic like yours where, you know, you can give a lot of value for free and then, you know, there is extra stuff like the tabs and notations and things that mm-hmm. you can give to members without it being a whole extra, extra thing. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. People really like the free lessons and it's not like it's a lesson that's like not, well, I try to make them where they're good as possible and you're going to learn like one specific thing. I'm not going to give you the backstory of everything and you know what you can learn in the future and all the connections to it, but you're going to learn that one thing really well. Yeah. And then, like I said, if you want the music, the backing track, general and stuff like that, you know, joining the membership site seems to be appealing to people. Because yeah. you, I, you know, you don't want to give out a free lesson that is really good because I, you know, if you don't do one that's good, then people are like, who cares? So it's all, it's got to be on the level. I mean, I record it the same way as I do my courses, you know, three camera angles and all the audio set up, Michael Mann, Lavalier, you know, all the bells and whistles and whatnot. And it could take a, a whole day just to do one of those, depending on how, how much I've planned it out. But I think people really want to see quality, if, even if it's free these days. Yeah, definitely. I think I think quality definitely makes you stand out now. And especially with the kind of topic you're teaching, where it is very hands-on, it's very visual. People yeah. need to see that actually they can learn from you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the free lessons approach comes in really well. What's been the biggest challenge you've actually had since you started your membership site then? Well, there, I mean, there's always been a number of challenges, I think, when you go into some kind of venture like this. Sometimes it's, uh, it can be hard to get creative sometimes, and you can't figure out, like, what should I make? 
And so, you know, that just happens. You know, you can't be creative every day of the week. The biggest thing that's helped me is just not get frustrated and stop. Because with creative stuff, you're trying to teach someone something, you got to create a lesson that's really good. Uh, you don't want to put something out there that's worthless. You know, it's just, I'm just going to put it out because I didn't feel good, creative today, and this is all I got. Sometimes I'd just be like, well, I'm done. I can't, can't figure out anything more right now, so I'll come back to it. And usually I'll take a day off, come back the next day, and, you know, have tons of creativity. So I think being creative, like, it's not really something that you can just, like, on demand, like, make happen. Just be, don't get, not get so frustrated that I'm not really creative and just take some time to just stop thinking about it. Often we'll bring out the creativity. Another thing that's been really difficult is this, uh, well, I've had some physical challenges uh, over the last few years I never had before, so I didn't really understand how that would work. And uh, so that, that was really hard to get used to. I had a sinus problem, so ended up having sinus surgery. So after you have sinus surgery, it's hard to speak normal. So I was like, well, I can't make any lessons. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Luckily, I had the membership site already going, so I was getting the reoccurring income. So that was really nice. The problem was like, okay, um, you know, taking medication to be on uh, random pills or whatnot for getting over the surgery. It's like, wow, this is really hard to create content again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, am I ever going to be able to do this? I mean, I eventually got back into it, but it was, it was a challenge, which you don't really think about. You always think about, I'm going to be healthy forever until something happens. So in the last three years, I had the surgery. It took a year to completely get over that. And then it also turned out I had some kind of a TMJ issue. The only thing I really could do to help that was to get these Invisalign braces. So that was a challenge getting used to, um, okay, now I have to take these things out and record and put them back in. You're supposed to wear them like 22 hours a day. So, I mean, I think some of those like personal things can come up, physical things can come up. And just having, you know, self-esteem and about what I'm doing is good because you're going to get negative uh, feedback sometimes. And dealing with just dealing with all that in one can be uh, difficult. Are you all talking about having this little sheet of paper with people that say good things about your membership site? That's what I find helps me as well. If someone writes a good review or has a good, you know, time or has really learned something from the lessons and they'll post it in the forum. That gives me the mindset to be like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Because everything else can, like, go to hell, <laughs> you know. But then you're like, well, that's why I started in the first place. If you have lower sales or, you know, things are just not going the way you want it to, looking back at that and saying, like, well, the mission is to teach people how to play guitar, and that's what I'm doing, so we have to move forward. And having that kind of mindset really helps. Because everyone's going to have personal challenges and everyone's going to have at some point some kind of physical challenge. And then you're going to have negative reviews. It doesn't really matter who you are. There's someone that's not going to like you and they're going to tell, <laughs> tell it to the whole internet. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. You can have the best, in, uh, the best membership site in the world. There's always going to be somebody that, that doesn't like it, as you said. And yeah, you are always sooner or later going to have some kind of issue, whether it's something that comes up in your personal life, an illness, things like that it's you know I think you're, you're spot on that you know we're all going to have those challenges and, and kind of finding a way to approach that I do think you know for me personally having a membership site in some ways takes the pressure off those challenges because you do have that ongoing recurring income coming in anyway and yes you still need to serve them and things but it's not quite yeah. the same as you know if you're out for a few months with illness and you're focused entirely on client work then you kind of you know, you can't be out there hustling to get new clients. And it, that tends to be a lot more stressful, I, I think, than when you've got oh, a membership. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it was luckily I had all those sinus problems, you know, while, while I had, after I started the membership site. And so I was getting recurring revenue and new members signing up, you know, and I wasn't putting out as much content. And I think another thing is just being honest with your members. Hey, I've had some issues. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been going to make some more content, but, you know, things have been difficult right now. I think people appreciate, like, honesty of what's going on with everything other than, like, silence. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, you're spot on there. If you're honest with your members, if things do come up, then nine times out of 10 or 9.9 times out of 10 members are understanding and, and they're going to be, be fine with that. Yeah, definitely. And I loved what you said about being creative as well, because I find that as well. If you try and push through when you're not actually feeling creative, you just end up creating something that, you know, you don't want to put out anyway, because you know, it's not. Yeah. Whereas if you actually just step away for a day and you do something else, then mm-hmm. you often find that the next day you come back to it and, you know, that light bulb switched on. Yeah, it's amazing how just like stopping and maybe going for a walk or getting outside or just not getting off the computer. Yeah. <laughs> on a membership site, you can be glued on the computer like 24-7. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Trying to see what's going on and like worrying about sales and trying to figure out what you're going to do next because there's so many things to do. Yeah. You know, you can just drive yourself crazy sometimes trying to uh, analyze everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if, if those are the kind of challenges, what's been kind of the highlight or your favorite thing of running the membership site? Well, I mean, one of the favorite things is just creating a lot of the material. Not really like doing the video, but I love to like write music. And I've written songs and whatnot in the past, but now it's like it's not, I'm not really not writing my own songs or anything. I get to get up every day and create a drum pattern and play bass guitar and play piano and play guitar and create some music and that's what I really enjoy doing that just putting stuff together that sounds cool and so that's one of the things I really enjoy doing is just you know having that uh, time and access because before I was doing all this for a living it was like I had to work I always worked like random jobs and whatnot and play gigs and taught lessons but it's like you know never got the time to create music so another thing is just like the reoccurring revenue is nice as well is when you have things going on, like, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I just bought a house recently. And so trying to find a house to buy takes a lot of time. <laughs> so that gives me some more time. You know, I'm not really like structured with like a regular job where I have to, okay, Monday through Friday, I have to go nine to five. Well, to buy a house in Atlanta, uh, there's not, a whole lot of houses out there so you have to be really aggressive and it's helped so much to where I could like okay Monday morning I can go look at houses and do all the stuff with realtor so having time to do that and then having time to just um, take breaks during the day and because I like you know, after doing this thing for so long 10 years I you know I like to have things go the way I like them to as far as like during the day I don't want to be stuck doing like nine to five Monday to Friday. I've never really got along well with doing that. So it's nice to just take a break and maybe go exercise in the middle of the day or, you know, go do something else or whatever, you know, you want to do play guitar, whatever. It is. So. Yeah. I love that freedom that, that running a membership gives you in terms of just, you know, you can do what you want with your day. You're not chained to your desk between nine to five. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of work to get to this point. And uh, that that guy, uh, Dave Ramsey, has a good quote. He says, uh, if you live like no one else, soon you can live like no one else. Yeah. I think that's good for a membership site. Because in the beginning, you're going to work all the time. You know, gotten to a certain point where I can kind of do what I want. You know, within reason, as long as you get everything set up right. But it gives you a lot more freedom than I think you'll ever have with any other type of business. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I'm going to shift gears now and let's talk about what you're doing to actually grow your membership then. Okay. In, you know, we've talked about the free lessons, but in terms of getting people through the door and bringing in new members each month, what's one other thing that's worked really well for you? Well, um, creating new like premium content works really well. So if I come out with a new course, you know, you can either, I usually sell it as a download and, but you can also also join the membership site. So when I sell it as a download, I'll sell a pretty good amount of them, but also get a ton of new members. So some people like the download and some people like the membership. But more of these days, people are just joining the membership. So consistently creating uh, new content that can be accessed in the membership site and promoting that to people can really get members. Because sometimes I'll come out with premium content that you can't buy as a download. The only way to get it is through the membership site. So that'll work some as well. Yeah. So another thing is, um, well, 
one of the biggest challenges I, I guess you'll have is, you know, retention of your members. So getting the old members to rejoin and promoting new stuff that you've, that I've created and then marketing to like previous members will get new members. Cause you know, if, you, if someone has joined, they're not, probably not going to last forever, but there might be something that they, they want to see on down the line and then having them on a newsletter you know, I use active campaign and having them, you know, as a tag that says these people are not active helps extremely because you can target all those people who are not uh, active member anymore because uh, they're more likely going to join because they've joined before. And I find that happening a lot. And then also another thing that people I think like doing, I've seen happen in the past is they'll have a monthly, it's not a ton of them, monthly membership and uh, they'll go ahead and convert to a yearly at some point in time. So um, that's the main things I've been working on. A lot of newsletter, you know, promotions, promoting to the free newsletter and promoting to the regular members who are active and then promoting to members who are not active. I think having the newsletter saves you because if I didn't have a newsletter, like in segmenting all these different people down, it would be much more difficult to make money. Because without the newsletters, how, how do I contact anyone who's a member? Yeah. You know, and how do I tell them that like, new stuff's out? They're not going to like go to Facebook and see everything you post. And um, that's the only way that I've found. Uh, I think the only way to stay in business and keep going is to have a newsletter that's segmented. Like if you don't have a list of customers, I mean, that's, that's terrible. It's like that, is, that saves your business, I think. It's a list of people who have bought and a list of people who have not bought. Yeah, I think that's a, a great tip there with the newsletter front. And when you're, you were mentioning about the premium content, when you release new content, that that kind of brings a lot of people in. Are you essentially doing that as a mini launch each time you release a course or how are you doing that? Yeah, well, I've learned a couple of things from you guys that I've tried in the last couple of months. It's uh, gotten a lot of new members. And so these days I've been creating a course to say it's like two, maybe three hours long. And then I'll release it section by section. So instead of taking the course and putting the whole thing out, I'll take week one, we're going to learn part one. And then I'll promote it to, uh, you know, the all access, the members. And then maybe I'll promote it to the non-members as well. Or I could also promote that it's coming out. But the, you can start learning now to all the free members. So many different ways I can promote it. So then it'll last for like four to five months, or four to five weeks of just adding a new lesson. I find that also helps with retention with current members because like, well, I don't want to quit now. I'm not going to get that lesson that's coming out in three or four weeks. And so that can help that. And then at the end of it, you know, people that didn't really want to uh, join, you know, I'll promote it to them to buy as a download and give them uh, a discount. So that has really helped extremely. Just having that course that's just kind of dripped over time over a month or month or so. I've been doing that for the last few months and that's really worked really, really well. Awesome. So you mentioned retention there as well and that that helps with retention. Is there anything else in particular you focus on when it comes to retention and keeping people coming back month after month? Yeah, I think the forum, just trying to stay active in the forum, answer, answering uh, people's questions. There's a couple other things I want to do in the future. Just as like, I haven't had as much time. I want to allow people to have like, Okay, they can post a video like once a month. I think you guys are doing that. I did it in the past and it helps really well. You can post a video or get some feedback, uh, specific feedback, like once a month or something. Um, post where you're playing at and then I'll give you a plan to move forward. I just didn't really want to jump into that too much. If I have too many members requesting that, then I'll be so like busy just figuring out what to tell them. But right, I think uh, most people just kind of want to browse around and lurk the, from the, the most part of the forums. But there's certain people that want to get really involved. I think the more involved you get with something, the more you'll get out of it. So if I get people involved and try to, uh, you know, give them a plan to start with, that's another thing I've tried to do is when people start, I think it helps with retention. If I've got an automation set up an active campaign for like two two and a half months, they're going to receive an email every, you know, a couple of weeks or so. Yeah. It gives them like an action step to do. So they have something to complete and more likely going to stay. 
I want to extend that even further. And, right, you know, right when they join, here's like five steps that you can do to start. Because, you know, the goal is for someone to learn something. And so there are a lot of things you can do to get people to learn better. Because a lot of times people are just left alone. They'll just browse everything and be like, okay, none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you kind of almost have to teach people how to learn, first of all. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really know it was that such an issue. I, 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 guess, I mean, I've been playing since I was um, uh, 16, 17. So it's always been ingrained into me, you know, what to do. But some people just don't know what to do. And all, even if they have the lesson in front of them, they don't see, like, exactly what they should be doing next. Yeah. So having all those action steps if you've learned this now what do you do and how do you implement it so there's certain things that i think uh, helps people learn a lot better and so just keep trying to get people to do those and i just have to keep saying it over and over and over again it seems like yeah yeah i think having those action steps is is a great approach to to getting people kind of on board and yeah using your site as you want them to, to make progress, which, you know, that's what, what it's all about really is helping them to achieve their goals as well. So. Yeah. Because if you join the site and you see all these lessons and you have no idea what to do, uh, you're probably going to quit at some point because you have no clue what, what's going on. So I think that's uh, one of the things I want to continue to make even better is just giving that, that process and then that plan to just put into action. And when people start seeing results, they want to stay. Because when people get really into it and then they, they start having more fun with the guitar, you know, it's not as much fun to have a guitar if you can't play it. But the better you get, you know, the better you want to get. Yeah, I think that, you know, that combination of actually enjoying what you're doing and getting results from it is, you know, that's kind of the the holy grail of membership sites, really. If yeah. If you your members doing that. Because so no matter what you're teaching, I mean... If you get better at something, it's more fun, no matter what 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 it is. And then having other people to tell about, <laughs> you know, if you're getting better in this area, you know, going and say, I just learned this or, you know, uh, post a video of what you've done. That kind of helps people as well. Yeah. So do you actually, talking of that and about people sharing their results, do you actually use affiliates and things for your, for your membership site or um, do you um, promote the site yourself? I just promote it myself. I, and Day one, I decided I'm not going to have anyone promote my site ever. I don't know if I'll ever change that, but so far, the people that wanted to promote my site, I didn't want them promoted. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I decided just to say forget affiliate marketing because it, it became so like just crazy about how people just talk about, okay, I, I never wanted someone to say, go learn at learning guitar now. You'll start learning how to play blues in one day, guaranteed. No questions asked. You know, all this like... 24 hours, you'll be playing like Clapton. It's complete like nonsense because it could take years to, put, to do all that stuff. And for a lot of the affiliate stuff that I saw was like people promoting different projects that was like, wasn't true. And then they buy like Google Ad, AdWords. So saying, uh, don't, don't click here unless you like, don't want to be a better guitar. It's all this like negative marketing, I guess is what you would call it says, don't buy a learning guitar now until you watch this first. I didn't want anyone ever saying that. Yeah, I think it's it's good if you can control the message of what's being said. Yeah, because, you know, you don't want people coming in under false false pretenses yeah. or expectations kind of thing. There's a, I mean, there's a couple of guys that do some very similar to what I do, but we don't make any money off each other, but we promote each other randomly through email and Twitter and Facebook just because we think, what each other's doing is cool. <laughs> and so that, that kind of works out because I'll get emails like, yeah, I got your uh, info from this guy that runs this site. And um, we, we're not making any money off each other. None of them have affiliate sites like set up to where, you know, you can make money promoting their site. And so somehow that kind of seems better to me. I love that kind of organic promotion between each other. So let's talk about life as a membership site owner now. You mentioned before that, you know, you obviously have a lot more freedom now in terms of when you do things, but what does a typical day look like for you? What kind of things are you working on on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? Well, normally I would get up pretty early, you know, usually around 6, 6.30 and try to get some kind of stretching and just have a protein drink, you know, and 
just get into the mindset of like going to work. And then for the first hour or two, I would just um, pretty much analyze what's going on with the site and answer all the email and see if there's anything, you know, if the whole site is blown up or something, you know, there's always seems like it could be some issue happening. But just making sure everything's right. And then I'll uh, start working on, okay, what do I want to teach? You know, the first couple hours is just kind of like getting into it and getting everything taken care of, maintenance, you know, maybe any kind of accounting that needs to happen. And then from then, I will uh, spend usually a couple hours maybe playing guitar or trying to work on something that I've been, you know, recording and putting it together because there's so many steps involved in recording a course. And I usually have like five or six courses like ready to start working on. So I'll work on the steps involved in completing that course. So my, for instance, I'd get up and say, well, I have the idea down, but now let's write down the lessons. And at the end, you want to be able to do this. So I'm going to write a piece and then I'll play the drum or record the drums. And, and these days, just computer drums I'm using sounds really awesome. Play the bass, you know, maybe play keyboard or piano and play the guitar parts and then write what they're going to learn. And then video uh, myself doing it. So hopefully, if I'm on a good day, that can all happen <laughs> in one day, but usually it may take a few tries. From there, I'll send off what I do to some other guy that writes all the music out for me. I used to do it myself, but it takes so much time. I found this guy, uh, his name's Levi Clay, and he's in uh, London. And so I just send him my video, and then he'll transcribe it. And then, you know, a few days later, he'll send it back. And, then I'll just look at it and if there's anything that needs to be changed or I want to change, re-update it. And then now I've got the base of what I want to teach for the course. And then I kind of work backward from there of creating all the lessons. I'll use Evernote to write down all the lessons, what I think should go into them. And then print out all the materials that I'll have to teach. And then from there, I'll start recording each lesson. And then after I get each lesson recorded, um, it's all about editing the audio and exporting it and then importing all the um, camera video files in and syncing them up, replacing the audio with the, the edited audio. And then, then it's just all video editing uh, the whole thing. So apart from Levi, then do you, do you do everything yourself or do you have I, more? No, I've been doing everything myself. I've tried to find ways to make everything go really quickly. I've always wanted to get a video editor, but the way I've got it set up, it's not, it's not really taking that long anymore. And I also want to, sometimes there's things that I say that I'm not really sure if I want to keep or not. And so it's helpful for me to just listen to the whole thing after I've done it. And even beforehand, I might say something here, but then change it later. And I might keep one or the other. So at this point, I don't really know if I could get a video, maybe a video editor to do some other task than what I'm talking about, because I need to hear that it makes sense overall. If it doesn't, then I'll just cut that whole piece and then I'll restructure some parts. So well, a lot of what I do is editing and recording and then analyzing the site and figuring out what to do next with all the marketing ideas. And then I keep doing that over and over again. Because <laughs> it, it could take... And that takes weeks to put, put together a course and finally get it out. Yeah. And how far in advance do you tend to kind of plan and create your courses? Mm, usually a couple months. So right now I've got like three or four down in the works. And I've gotten to the point where I'm releasing one um, by week and we're on about the final week. So I'll release something I finished three weeks ago this week to the members, the last piece. And then at the end of the week, it'll become available as a download. So the rest of this week, I got another piece that I'm working on. And I should be able to get it going. And then I'll start doing that whole process. And then I'll start releasing it piece by piece here in a couple of weeks. So usually I'm like, you know, usually a month ahead where things just kind of overlap one another. So aside from how it's kind of changed your day-to-day schedule and tasks, what impact would you say having a membership's had on your life and business? Yeah, it's completely changed my entire life. I mean, because I've never really worked a regular job ever. Um, I did graduate with a business degree in college, 
But then after that, I went and played um, gigs all the time and taught lessons. And so it's hard to make enough money when you're teaching lessons and doing all, you know, part-time jobs and whatnot. You just pretty much live pretty, pretty broke, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so starting the website, you know, completely changed my life to where everything was like, wow, I'm actually doing pretty well now. And then having the membership site, it like gives me even more free time. I spent so much time just um, working on the computer, creating the lessons that, uh, like I said, I had to wear the Invisalign braces and whatnot. So it gave me a chance to get back in shape again because it, you can get out of shape just eating bad food and sitting at the computer and uh, just not feeling good anymore. So it's, it's given me a lot of time just to not have to work as much and start exercising. I jog about six days a week. I'll go to the gym. Uh, probably three or four times a week. Uh, I can. Another thing that's awesome is like I can cook anything I want to eat. <laughs> so having like that may sound like kind of crazy, but if you work at a job, you're going to have to make your lunch beforehand and take it. But now I can cook whatever I want in my kitchen. <laughs> like it can be extremely healthy, and I found that has helped me to just feel better overall. And you can take like a, you know, if things are going on that you want to do during the week and just take a day or two off during the week, as long as I got everything done and maybe, you know, go hiking or something, go hang out with people. And it's, it's really awesome to have that much flexibility. I've had it for so long now that I probably have forgotten <laughs> what it's like. Not, I remember what it's like that, you know, you have to be somewhere all the time. And uh, it's so awesome not to have to be anywhere. Yeah, just that that freedom aspect and, yeah, being your own boss, essentially. Yeah, because, I mean, I could just, if it's a nice day, I'd be like, well, I'm just not going to work today. And that doesn't really occur in any other job. Yeah. I think it's worth all the, the time and effort it takes to get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm just going to, um, you know, I took a week off and I went to the beach uh, a couple months ago. You know, it was kind of out of the blue because I feel like I needed a break. And I was like, to get to the next level, my brain has got to stop. <laughs> so, I mean, just doing things like that, it's, it's just so nice to have the freedom and the, the ability during the day to do whatever, whatever you think needs to be done. Yeah, that, that's absolutely my favorite thing, to be honest. <laughs> it's also nice not to have a boss telling you what to do <laughs> because, I, you know, it's just not – it's so much easier – you know, you have you just have to have a lot of discipline. If you have the discipline to get up every morning, which I do, and like get things going and have things in place and ready to roll, you'll be fine. But if you find yourself getting up every morning and being like, "Oh, I don't want to work on the membership site," probably in the wrong business. Yeah. But, I mean, because I've been in the situation where I get up at six in the morning and like I can't wait to start working on it. So I like that feeling too. I, I enjoy what I do. Like more than any other thing I could ever want to do. To me, that's one of the best things you ever have because you're going to have to make money and you're going to have to work at something. So you might as well try to find something that you enjoy the most because you're going to spend years <laughs> upon years working on something just for forever. Yeah, I think I think that's so important. And yeah, such a, a good point there about, yeah, you might as well be doing something you enjoy. But also... Yeah. I think what you said there as well about needing to have the discipline to actually sit down and work on things is important as well. And I think that's something where, you know, we see people going wrong as well, where because you've got that flexibility, sometimes it can yeah. be difficult to actually end up doing anything. Yeah. If you don't love what you do, you'll probably end up in that spot. Cause if I did like I teach people how to train dogs, that would not interest me at all. So I would not be motivated. I would just want to make money. That would be it. And that, that seems what, bring success to people is finding something that really passionate about and uh, we'll just not stop until they make it. Yeah. It's almost like that tunnel vision is like, I can't even see failing because I love this so much. And that's crazy or not. It seems like the people that have that seem to make it work. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a common thread in success. I think. It'd be a little bit crazy to think like your idea is going to work. It seems like uh, people talk about like Steve Jobs and all these people have brilliant ideas. They're kind of nuts until they're successful. They're like, oh, they're geniuses now. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like just to have that mindset of like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to do 
everything I can to make this work. And yeah. having that initial mindset seems to really help. And I think you have to have that mindset just to be like, because probably people are going to tell you, I mean, when I started, people didn't say, that's probably going to work. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that's probably going to work. In 2007, I mean, I had a failed book and, you know, um, trying to sell DVDs and videos on the internet was something bizarre in 2007, 2008. And so just trying to go for it and saying, well, this is what I believe I sh- I'm on this earth to do. And I want to move forward with this no matter what. I'm going to make it work as hard as I can has kind of, you know, meant everything. Yeah. And it, it's awesome to see how that's evolved for you and how it, you know, it has been successful for you and how you have managed to grow the site and things. There's been some uh, difficult times through there. There's been some awesome times, and, but overall, you know, I mean, if you enjoy what you do, I mean, that's, that's a huge blessing to find. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that don't enjoy what they're doing. And so I wake up every day grateful that I'm able to do what I do every day because I see people that are not doing what they want to do. And I'm like, wow, I don't ever want to forget <laughs> that, uh, doing yeah. that. So that's always in the back of my mind when I wake up every day. It's like, well, you know, you want to keep doing this. <laughs> so that's a big motivator for me to just keep moving forward. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's awesome. So going back to the beginning and when you first created the membership, if you could reset and start again, what's one thing you would do differently? I mean, honestly, I, I wish I would have started the membership site earlier instead of waiting until 2014 because I had this fear that like, okay, you know, it's, it's different because I would sell like high priced items, like high price for my uh, line of work. So maybe a hundred people would spend maybe a hundred dollars on just one thing, a, a lot of people. And so to go from like a hundred, 150 to $200, you know, DVD bundles to uh, 1995 a month, I was like, <laughs> I've spent this many years creating all this stuff, and now people are going to get it for nineteen ninety five, and they're not going to buy anything else. So that was always the fear to do it, and also the technology was a little bit harder. I think back in like two thousand, you know, eleven, I almost did it in two thousand twelve, but I didn't really have the guts. <laughs> I was like, people are buying lots of DVDs. DVDs were seventy five percent of my income back then. And I would say like 2012. And so I was like, well, I just, I didn't have the guts to do it. I went to this conference and learned about all different CMS that you could use. And I was using, I wasn't even using WordPress to sell back then. And I was using something called Xcart. It worked really well, but it didn't have any kind of subscription thing for it. So I decided to go for like WooCommerce back in 2013. And they didn't have any subscription with it. It seemed like the subscription stuff was just scattered. I think there was S2 member maybe yeah. or wish list. They didn't really work well with selling DVDs, downloads, and subscriptions. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, like how, how am I even going to do it? <laughs> like I've made all this money selling DVDs and downloads. I'm just going to like say stop all and then subscription only. And it's like I'm never I'm very scared about doing that. So that's one of the things I wish I would have done it maybe in like 2013, but that's just kind of the way things worked out. I wish I was trying a year and a half earlier or something. But other than that, um, I mean, everything went pretty well when I launched back in 2014. I mean, really what I wish is y'all guys, you guys would have been around back in 2013. (laughs) So I had a better idea of what to do. Because the first year of running a membership site, I had no clue. It was just kind of like, trying to figure out what the heck's going on because it's like, and then taking payments can be confusing. If you're doing PayPal then there's failed payments and all this other stuff that can happen. And then the customer accounts and all, all this whatnot, tried to build a forum with BB press. I think it was a little bit more difficult, like I said, back then. So I wish I would have been more prepared to know what was going on because I had no clue. I didn't know what to do about retention. I didn't know like, Failed payments would be an issue. That's what I learned real quick. It's like, wow, failed credit card payments are a big thing. 
Yeah, I always find it funny because that is something that people don't warn you about is failed payments. <laughs> so it's like, what happened? Now it's going to be $60. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it just you learn to live with it and work around things and figure out, you know, emails to send out, all this other kind of stuff. But there's a lot that goes on with it. So it would have been nice to be more prepared from all that. But there really was not really anything to learn from. You, know, you, you guys came at an awesome time because I think you started in 2015. Yeah, yeah, 2015. That's what I was looking for. And all these, like, you know, different places I was trying to learn marketing and stuff from. It's like, how do I market this membership site from? So what does the future hold then for learning guitar now? What's what's next for you in the membership? Is it more of the same or do you have big plans for the future? Well, it is kind of more of the same because that's what's been working. But I also like to uh, take some chances with things. I would like to offer, like, only to members some type of live one-on-one, you know, just very sparse. If people just really have a problem, then they can go, you know, purchase a live lesson. Because I don't want to spend too much time. But some people, members really want that. I want to make that option available to them. So adding that and then just kind of what I've been doing is kind of restructuring the content to where before it was like I made a course and then it was it. And then I made a course and that was it. Now I'm thinking about the whole site as one and not just thinking about, okay, I want to make this course. It's like now I'm going to make this course, but how does it fit together with everything else that I already have on there? So basically it's just kind of restructuring everything to make it make a little bit more sense. It's like a step one, two, three, four, you know, and on and on and on instead of just like course, course, course. I still want to do the course like system, but they're going to be courses. They're like put into like steps. Yeah. It'll be this course, but this is like step three of this whole gigantic. It's basically just making it more concise, uh, putting things together in a more logical way. It's not really easy to do. Yeah. Because I have probably like 130 hours of material. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of material. But it's all like, to me, it's all something that needs to be taught. It's unique. It's not like this is like this. Yeah. I have a lot of different courses I want to teach and have a plan of how they want to go together. And I've had this plan ever since 2008, but I couldn't like put that together back then. So I think about, you know, in the next two to five years, that could probably be well, well put together to where everything can be linked together somehow. And if you're on this section, you'll instantly know that you should jump to this section maybe if you want to. I don't really know how it's exactly going to work, but trying to get that under my brain. The problem I have is like if someone's going to join the site, Everyone does not start out as like a beginner and everyone's not going to start out as intermediate and there's, everyone's not going to start out as advanced. So you got to have like three different like levels of whatever uh, ability they're at and getting them into the right funnel is tricky. It's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible, but that having kind of catering to the different kind of audiences, the different levels definitely adds an extra complication in there. Yeah, I mean, because if you're an advanced person, you don't want like beginner like blues guitar. So trying to show people where to go to the right thing based on their level, and also not based on their level is like what do they want to learn? Because there's so many different styles of blues too, which sounds hard <laughs> when I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> I've got no doubt you'll find the the perfect way. As you said, it may just take a little bit of time and tweaking to get that. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it what it is is just messing around with it and hearing what people have to say about what what they think uh, helps them out yeah make it as absolutely easy as possible to for people to find what they need when they need it uh, this has been really great i love you've shared some really great tips and advice throughout that but if anybody's listening and thinking i'd really love to learn blues guitar yeah they find out a little bit more about you and the membership yeah, well, um, all you have to do is go to learningguitarnow.com. And if you want to learn about the membership side, uh, right on the front page, as All Access Pass is the name of the thing uh, that is the membership site. Uh, so you can learn all about it there. Uh, also have YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the you know usual social media things to go to. But 
mostly uh, learningguitarnow.com. Check out that URL. And, uh, you know, have any questions, comments, send me an email, info at learningguitarnow.com. Awesome. So thanks so much for joining me, John, and for yeah, sharing your journey with us, sharing your advice sure. and tips. A lot of really valuable stuff there for us. It's been great having yeah. you on the show. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. And hopefully some people will get some ideas or inspirations from all the things that I've talked about. Thanks once again to John Tuggle for joining me on today's show. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And if you want to catch the show notes and any links mentioned in today's episode, then please head on over to themembershipguys.com slash btm4. You can also find John and his membership over at learningguitarnow.com. If you found this episode helpful and there's anything else you'd like to discuss from the episode, then please do head on over to our free Facebook group at talkmemberships.com and let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback encouragement and advice the member site academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start manage and grow a successful membership website so check it out at membersiteacademy.com